You're listening to Voice Memos, the show about two longtime friends who have informative yet brief discussions about multitudinous topics. If you want to go deep into a topic, this is not the podcast for you. We keep it shallow. Now, please welcome your hosts, Jen and Myron. Well, 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 look who decided to start early today. <laughs> so what happened at work that made you leave and want to start early? <laughs> I was like, I'm done with this shit. And you know what I was more upset about is the, I was doing some research on that whole increase of the electric companies charging more like taxing, like being able to charge tax rates. On yeah. What is that? I didn't know anything about that. They're, they're proposing like you're able to, they implement a fixed rate utility tax on Californians. So you'll be the first, first of all, we already charge enough here. I think we're the top five states in the country that have high utility bills, but um, it's a monthly, monthly electricity bills are starting to go up, of course, because they're going to start charging on the taxes. So it's just another, they're saying that it could be about four to a, 400 to a thousand dollars more a year wow that's a lot and for people that are already um have reduced like small homes and apartments are going to be even more greatly impacted that's so dumb i just i mean i mean because you like why because people because the billions of dollars that they are getting already, you know, the utility companies. Like I think yeah. profit was like 16 billion. San Diego gas and electric was like two point almost three billion. And then like Edison was twelve point six billion. That's that was their annual gross profit. So that's for 2022. Now, if we think about I have SMUD, so i I feel fortunate. I have solar and I have SMUD. So I I feel a little you know, happy about that. I have pg e for my heat. And as we all know on these shows, I don't turn that bitch on unless it gets, you know, like <laughs> negative zero outside. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, people that are already struggling. So I was reading about some of these people in these places and that have pg e have bills that are already $500 a month. It's, it's a lot. I mean, um, my... I think I only use them for gas, so I don't yes. use a lot of gas. But then my smud, as we call it out here, uh, Sacramento Municipal Utilities District, you know, that bill for me is always a couple hundred dollars. It's always a couple hundred dollars. Yeah. And and it, I mean, that in the summer with air conditioning and everything, that thing could get to three or four hundred dollars. So for smud. Wow. Right. Right, wow. it's a lot. I mean, they're talking about making that stuff more expensive. Whew, that's a yeah, nice just stuff. another thing. Just another. I I think I was talking to a friend. Not I think I was talking to a friend just about how, and and we've talked, we've touched on this a couple times too, regards to how the the wage gap between profits and to the workers are just not level setting and so there are people that are getting i mean they're having to do multiple jobs they have to cut things out they go i mean they're living paycheck to paycheck and they're making the most money that they've made in their in their lives it's just crazy the concept of how they're not level and now you've got another you because you need electricity Right. So you need to have right. your 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 gas and electric. So right. here it is just wavering, just the rich getting richer, saying, hey, we'll just t- add on a tax to uh, on top of what you're paying so that we can clear mo- billions of dollars. And and you'll just have to give up maybe having food for a week. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it, it reminds me of I saw an interview this week um, with. Uh, the CEO of one of the major car companies because there's a strike. Yes, uh, the American Autos Association. Yeah, the American Auto Workers. Workers. I think in, in, a, in a couple of or a few different cities um, because they're trying they're trying to get a new contract, and they had one of the CEOs. I can't remember this lady's name, 
but she was being interviewed uh, on one of the cable channels. And she was saying how the workers' demands are too extreme, that they want 40% increase and really a lot of the same things, right? Increase in pay, um, better benefits and better uh, retirement and more safety and these kind of things. And she was saying how it's, she was just towing the company line that that's, that it was too much. They wanted too much, that we're willing to bargain, but we're not doing that. And then the host asked, well, you make $30 million a year. (laughs) I think I saw that. She was the CEO of one of the major um, car companies. Yes, and um, she could not like it's like it's like their PR team did not prepare her how to sit in an interview like that and be able to try to rationalize and justify making three thirty million dollars. Like, and you can't because that's an insane amount of money. Like, there's no rationale that says I should make thirty million dollars a year. And then to add on that, I'm going to go on TV and say why these workers shouldn't get better pay. Oh, my God. It's so (laughs) hypocritical. And, you know, think about this, sir. You and I, they're asking, I think, I believe it was like 40% increase just to level set. Because, you know, CEOs, yes, they work, but they're not working 80 hours and then still making making it, not making ends meet. And you and I, working in call centers in the early 2000s, okay, so we know the unions were set up back in the day to protect workers from injuries, equal pay. I mean, and you you have to pay into the union. So there's a fee associated with it. And they the unions had their place. Then fast forward to, you know, the late 90s, early 2000, where most companies were doing a pretty decent job of listening to their employees, giving merits and base increases every year. Mm-hmm. Good benefits, vacation. So the the thought of having a union and pay into that was it seemed as if it was a waste of money in general, right? Because you, you know, yeah. I'm getting what I want. HR is more on the employee side. I feel like I'm being hurt. That was a sort of a national thing. Me yes. being in the call center and us having working with other call centers across the country. So now, like, fast forward to the capitalism at its highest peak in in the year 2023. We've now seen how unions have helped UPS um, get and their fair pay up to $49, I think, an hour. And then now we have the American Work Auto Workers Association. We also have, you know, my sister who works for the state and she had and paid into her union fees to get equal pay within her field of what she does. So- You and I used to have to encourage people back in the day not to try to unionize. If you remember, it was like anytime you would hear that, it you know, your ears peaked up, you got you got HR involved, you try to show the employees all the benefits they have of not being in a union yeah. compared to if they went into a union. Now, knowing what I know and seeing the irregularities between the up the CEOs and the frontline workers, like it is unions making a comeback they're like they're like jennifer coolidge they are unions are, <laughs> they're making a fucking they're making a uh they are making a comeback yeah you, you bring up a couple of good points because i i don't know the general american population understanding of how in um the 80s 90s and 2000s that middle management in corporate america um underwent consistent and extensive training on how to prevent workers from unionizing. And and actually, that probably started in the 60s and 70s because union membership um, began declining, I think, in about the 60s or so. And it continued to decline over the last 50 years, reaching lows like in the 2000s or something. And then because I'm me, we have to, we have to veer off and say, Union membership started to decline when unions were forced to begin accepting black people into unions. So we'll just put that on the side for now. So just everything in America has a racial component. And then, but then, like you said, you know, we were taught as middle managers, you have to do uh, positive employee relations to make sure that um, employees get 
you know, treated properly, that there's fairness and hiring and promotion and raises and discipline and all those kind of things. And it was widely known that if your department or store or shop or call center uh, made significant moves that way, managers would lose their jobs because it was looked at a failure of management. Yes. Right. The local management, if that happened. And so the fact that you have um, general general um, s- strikes by the car industry, which that's always been a thing. Like my entire life, there's been uh, strikes and potential strikes with, in the car industry. I don't know why that is in that one big industry. But anyway, um, that lady, going back to that lady, her name is Mary. I looked her up, Mary Barra. That lady last year made $28.97 million. $28.97. And, and it was down slightly from $29 million the, the year before. And and she, and she works for General Motors. General the Motors, C- okay. Yeah, the CEO of Ford, John, Jim Fairley, he made $21 million. And then Carlos Tavares, Tavares um, another car maker that does um, Jeeps and SUVs and stuff like that, he made... 24 almost 20 25 million so you know to sit up there and talk about your workers don't deserve you know raises and increases and significant raises because you have profits like they're having like you were saying about the utility companies their profits are that high there's no reason workers shouldn't share in those profits and that those profits should all go to shareholders and someone made a good point that the average auto worker CEO makes 281 times what the average worker makes. And you can't tell me that their job and their value is worth 281 times what some average worker. That's crazy. It's, it's, it's crazy. They shouldn't make that much money. And if they do, because you said, well, the company has it and it's capitalism and blah, blah, blah. Well, then you know what? The workers who are producing the work to generate the revenues should get a larger share of that that money then. And you know, I think some of those employees that were out there picketing and the, the head of the union for them were saying that they're building cars that they can't even afford to have. That's crazy, yeah. Like it's just it's incredible when you think about I mean, you and I can sit and you definitely could educate me just in regards to when we think about how politics and, you know, again, you mentioned race just playing into every decision that happens in this country. But um, even when, even when you think about the scare tactics, now that we realize being in the call center, there were definitely scare tactics that if, if a employee complained that their voices were not heard, that was on you. Even though I might have shared my concerns with the appropriate people and nothing was done, I was still held accountable to that. Right. That, now that, we didn't get fired for it because we created a kick-ass environment, and there'll be people that can stand that would come on this podcast and say that. But it was because we valued and wanted our employees to be heard. We did it because we wanted we didn't want them to pay into dues that they didn't have to waste their money because they were being heard, and we wanted to make sure that they had the tools and everything necessary to be successful. And now, when you think about that, if we were in a situation where that didn't happen, and you know, they're forced to do overtime and to, um, we don't, we don't really care about your opinion anymore. Just work. I would definitely encourage a union without a doubt. My sister right now encourages having a union because they negotiated salary increases and quite significant salary increases with back pay. So you can't do that just as a frontline employee saying, I think I deserve more money. No one's going to, they're going to say, here's your 3% and move on with your day. Right. That, that, that's exactly right. And, um, you know, unions will talk about, look, we got you that 40 day work week. We got you that, um, eight hour work day, vacation pay, healthcare, sick days, uh, maternity leave, family medical leave, uh, safe, working conditions, um, child labor laws, a lot of great stuff came out of um, the union movement that was a response to the abuses of the Industrial Revolution. Uh, Yeah, the Industrial Revolution. So that stuff matters. And you can have these 
CEOs and these anti-union people talking about stuff. But you know what? When it's a union they like, then they celebrate it. So, for example, Republicans love police unions. And they say, well, these are cops. They should be treated fairly. They should have great pensions, blah, blah, blah. So they have no problem with those unions, like none at all. But when you start talking about teachers unions, the people in charge of you know, educating you know, the, the youth and the adults of America, then they're like, that. the union is corrupt and they should not be in business. They should, you, know, you should bust them. And then what you see happen with, as a, I'll take a little side, a little side um, uh, note again, one of the reasons, one of the other strong reasons that, that there are charter schools popping up everywhere, there's a racial thing, we won't go into that, but the other is, is that you have these wealthy families who don't want unions. And so charter schools are not unionized. And so what happens is you have teachers who have less um, credentials, less education, who are paid less, and who are then uh, have fewer protections. So they're fired at a higher rate. And you end up having also teachers who have uh, more issues with students. So from abuses, and that can be sexual as well, because you have a structure that is not governed and, and managed because you don't have a union there. So it, you know, it, it's really interesting um, that right now we have not only the auto workers, but you have Hollywood. Because So you have people say, well, you have all these you know, stars to make all this money, which is true. And that's true in the industry, right? You, but you can't base the average workers in Hollywood, the writers in the writer's room and all these other people on what the top 1% of Hollywood stars get. These people don't make the same money. They don't have the same benefits. They don't have the same protections. They don't have the same health care. And, you know, Hollywood in these studios and the studio has just like the GM, the, the uh, presidents of those auto workers, those G, those CEOs of those studios are making hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah. And you go, right, and some writer in the room is like, well, you know, I have to work 14 hours to write, help write some script. I'm a junior script writer. I don't have benefits. I don't get any residuals for the stuff I write. And it, it's crazy. It's just, it, yeah, I'm definitely more, now, now where we're at, I definitely support a union if if employees are getting just not treated fairly, not getting the pay that they deserve. When an employee can say to you, I'm building cars that I can't afford, that should say something right then and there. It's incredible. So that just to thinking about just leading into, of course, the electric and, and that going up and hitting Californians across all of California, right? An increase of $400 to $1,500 more. Crazy. There is a link. I, I believe, I don't even know what it's, I think it's like, God, maybe we'll have to put it in our show notes, but you can sign. Um, it's like the act tree. There is a link that I could give to Ileana to put in the show notes that if people want to sign to oppose it, because it, yeah, I mean, if you want your voice heard, there's an opportunity. Yes. There, so okay, good. That. Yeah. Yeah. Let's um, get that. Because I want, I want to do it. Yes. yes. Speaking of Ileanne, so she has had her Sacramento cherry popped with all girls. <laughs> <laughs> and by that, I mean, you sickos, is that we, fortunate enough, I have a very good, amazing group of women, a close group. And one of my friends suggested we should get take Ileanne for dinner, you know, get her because she moved, of course, from New York to California. And I was like, oh, that's actually a really good idea. How about we just instead of doing dinner, why don't we just invite her out with this group of girls? And there's just six of us. And Ileanne said, heck, yes, um, and came out. We went to Mexican food. And then a friend of mine owns or kind of runs the the little dance club we went to. And he set us up. I mean, he literally gave us a table. He reserved it. He gave them all drinks and shots and champagne. And I mean, honestly, he charged us 60 bucks for all of it. Like it was, a, it was an incredible night and um, it was good. They played nineties music. So everybody was super happy and your girl had fun. You know what? She told me she had fun and she was uh, happily tipsy when I, when I picked her up and um, she talked it's only a couple of miles home, just driving on the street. She talked all the way home. And then um, she talked a little bit when we got 
uh, when she was taking her makeup off and you know getting her bed clothes on and everything. And then point zero zero two seconds after she got in bed, she was asleep. <laughs> she said she was gonna have so much sex that night too. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, but but look, but look, let's go back to you guys were in the club or whatever that was, and how she told me you your bossy ass told the DJ what music to play. <laughs> I said we came up for 90s RB, not not the new shit. <laughs> And and you told him not only would you play this music, but you would play it all night. <laughs> I mean, she summarized it pretty well, but <laughs> oh my god, you would have so, to hear that. Yeah, and you know what? And so then, what's funny was I was like, I was like, well, yeah, she's like that. And then she's not even his boss. She didn't pay him nothing. He, he, nothing. Just here's what you're gonna play. <laughs> That guy, that, 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 that DJ went to work thinking, oh, I got a great set list. I'm going to do this tonight. I worked out some little transitions on songs, and I'm going to work the mood and everything. He looked up and saw you and was like, oh, my God. <laughs> now, to be fair, we were asked, hey, what kind of music do you want to hear? So we tell him, you can't say it's going to be 90s R&B and then start playing some mumble rap. Like, I don't know mumble rap. <laughs> <laughs> but she said, she said, she said, not only was it fantastic, but also that um, that the drinks were good and you guys got a great deal on the, on the drinks as well. Yeah, that guy treated us, that guy just treated us so amazing. I mean, when you think about going to a bar, now I know you don't drink, you never have. You get a drink, it could cost you about 10 bucks. A shot might cost you 10 bucks. A bottle of champagne, maybe 50. And Whoa. legitimately, they had like four or five big beers. And he put them in the German Stein glasses, like massive. They even put the drinks in there. Um, our friend Katya had a, a sea breeze. I mean, I think she's the oldest one of the group, but you know, she's like, Oh, I'm having a sea breeze. <laughs> okay, dear, put on your Miss Roper <laughs> shirt and go sit by the beach, is what I want to say. But um, she and all of that, plus the champagne, and he brought over shots for everybody. The girls that were drinking, they brought over shots and literally said 60 bucks. Wow. That is that bill, that bar, that bar bill should have been well over $200. That's amazing. So yeah. let me ask you something about because right, I don't drink. So let me ask you something about drinking. So, like you said, oh, we had some champagne or some drinks or something. And then you said we had shots. So what is the deal with shots? Like, what is that? Like is I don't just, do shots. You, okay. I, I don't do shots. Well, and you know, I stopped drinking back in February. Right when I got back from Mexico, I stopped drinking. I haven't had a drink since. And so it was my first like kind of going out with a bunch of people and being sober. But even when I did drink, shots are just like alcohol doesn't taste good. It's not unless you can get a really good something to sip. Alcohol doesn't taste good. It's the mixers that make it taste good. So it just feels like warm and it just hits you in the gut. It's not very good. It gets you drunk faster because you're not diffusing it with, you know, cranberry juice or tonic or hmm. a sea breeze so it's just a fast quick shot it's like one ounce of alcohol that you slam so is it like okay so it's like you're is it like you're going on a drive somewhere and then you take a like a shortcut all of a sudden like i like i, I don't it's like, a like, shot. Right. Because you don't do that with soda like if, if I, I i'm not a soda drinker but if i'm drinking soda say i'm drinking that coke yep and I'm not finished with the Coke. And then someone comes over and says, hey, you want a smaller drink of Fanta Orange? <laughs> like, <laughs> No. <laughs> that would be a small. So a shot glass holds one ounce of pure alcohol. So instead of having it put into a bigger glass with lots of ice and maybe some orange juice or maybe some tonic or maybe some club soda, um, to, to to balance out the alcohol taste, it is just a straight shot. So instead of Coca-Cola soda, you just get the Coke. 
<laughs> yeah, screw the That's middle fun. person. You just get a you just get a line of coke. So that I guess that probably could not that you've done drugs or I've done drugs because my parents listen to this. But um, yeah, I. That's it, so funny. They just had it was just a really good time, and I thought uh, a great way to get her introduced to Sacramento. The club we went to is not overly, you know, fancy or, you know, we didn't have to pay a cover charge, which, which was really great. We didn't stand in line. It just That's was nice. a nice place to get her familiar. And hopefully we can, we can build more of that. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah. yeah, she did. She had a great time. And um, yeah, she talked about meeting all the girls and the questions and just, you know, so just letting your hair down. And she said she really needed that because like you were saying, she moved here from New York. And so she has started work and she met some teacher people, but, and she's been, you know, around my family a couple of times, but she hasn't just like what you guys did, just go out with some, you know, some, um, some grown women and just, you know, do your thing. So yeah, she, she had a great time. She said, yeah, she would, you know, love to do that again. And I was like, go somewhere with Jennifer Kent boss, the DJ. <laughs> I was just, um, excitedly uh i'm trying to spin it in a way of like i was positively engaged in the music choices and thought there could be better ones (laughs) (laughs) so good okay we're gonna we're gonna continue to do that so now the big question for you since last week in the update speaking of cars was did you end up buying a car did you go back to the place like where are we with that so I have not bought a car and I, so I did not go back to the place for that really terrible experience and they did respond and everything. And I let them know, you know, Hey, thank you. I got your response and everything, but I'm going to go somewhere else. Right? There was no repair for that. And, uh, but I, let me tell you something. So I have, I have, you know, these websites, these toy, any car website, but I, I did it with Toyota and I changed the car from the one I was looking at to a different one. And then you could like build it online what you want, and you can you can send that request to different um, different dealerships. And so I sent it to I think seven dealerships: Sacramento, uh, Elk Grove, Lodi, Roseville, uh, Placerville, Folsom, Vacaville, and Fairfield. And so out of all those three responded and uh, two via text and one via uh, a queen. One being a what? We lost you. And each time, this is, and this time, uh, oh, sorry, it's, this is really interesting to me because he, he responded, you know, through our communication, stated, I don't have that I have something else, right? And so you go through all this work to build this, this car exactly like you want it online, and you send it to the dealers, and dealers have the car. And so, at so the one, so well, why don't you guys have these cars? And I know this is not you who designed this system. And you just said very clearly, you know what? The the um the dealer owner, we just buy us, we just have to be made to order. And you're gonna have to wait, you know, one or two months. Um, because most are made either in Japan or somewhere else. You just have to wait for it. And I go, you know, I remember years ago there used to be like cars in the line. Like, so yeah, they don't do that anymore. Do you just sell the bananas that you have on the banana car? You sell what you wow. So they so, so they don't have So anyway, I finished talking to that guy, but I thought that is really a thousand dollars. No, they'll just have a they'll just have a cut a few cars at a time and you get what you get. Like and you just get what you get. And if you don't want that, then if they can't talk you into it, then they, one guy said, well, there's a, 
there is a ship, you know, that like do have some some cars on that. We have like three or four on that ship that's coming, but I don't know what they are yet. I'll let you know once they're in. Oh my god. Oh damn. God. Okay. Like I just thought and it, now I'm not saying this is for every car manufacturer. This is Toyota specific. And I just thought, holy. Like you could you could be wanting to spare. And they expect you to not even get what you want. Just get what they have. So, and if you want something that you have, and sorry, we, we might be having a couple technical difficulties with Myron. Um, his, his his audio keeps coming in and out. So I'm going to summarize that he was on a car, reached out to Toyota. They told him, we don't keep these. You can't build your car anymore. It's sort of get what you get and don't pitch a fit. And if you right. want something customized, then you're going to have to wait one to two months for that to, to be made, manufactured by workers that are on strike and then um, sent to you. Is that is that right? Yeah, 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 exactly. And even though, you know, they're telling you, oh, they want to sell cars and all this kind of stuff. And even though there's, there's this, it's really easy to build the car you want online. Like it's just click, you, you know, you just, yes, it's really fun. easy and you can identify all the accessories you want and it's really nice. And it prices it right there. You know, it just says based on all these things you got, you know, your color, your interior, the tires, you know, the sound system, all this kind of crap. Here's what this car is going to cost. Would, and then it says, would you like to send this quote to dealers? And you go, yeah, you can pick all the dealers, you know, that you want. And then some will get back to you, some won't. But the ones that got back to me, none of them had the car. And they just try to sell you whatever they have. Oh, my God. So now are you going to, are you in a, are you in a position in which you can wait one to two months for a new car or no? So that's the thing. So I could, but, you know, I'm driving the car that um, I've been saving seven years for my daughter. So it's going to be her car. So she could drive herself back and forth to college. And then I'm also driving LEN to work. So I'm basically an Uber Lyft driver and not getting paid. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you're like, I want to be done with this job soon. Yes. I want, you know, I want you know, my daughter to have the freedom to drive her car, you know, come and go and all this kind of stuff. So, so I had that pressure. But at the same time, I don't want to spend, you know, $30,000, $40,000 on a new car and not get what I want. Like, yes. like two different dealers tried to get me to buy a car that had red interior. And I'm oh, like, dude, yes. I don't want no pimp daddy car. Like, wh <laughs> why would you, like, why, why would they even make this if it wasn't made to order? <laughs> oh, my God. The red car seats. Oh, my God. <laughs> Right, who was that in, in, in hot Sacramento, red interior? Oh God, no! And <laughs> and this is—you're looking for a hybrid, or is it yeah. electric? Yeah, and, and I, right. So at, at first, I was looking at that new Toyota Crown. And I thought, well, that might be just a little bit too rare. So I said, I'll just look at a Camry, like a really basic standard Camry, right? A Camry, oh, sure. right? Just a basic Camry, which you know, there's a zillion of those. You can't even get those. You cannot even get those how you want them. Damn, because they're so worried about having cars on lots that they can't sell. Yeah, yeah. And wow. so, and, I, and 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 I think it's just a matter of, of of. Now I don't know this, but as I thought about the process, I thought about you know if I'm a if I'm a if I own a dealership, I want to I want to make as much money as possible, yeah. so I don't buy. 20 30 cars from toyota you know um with all these different things on them because now they're going to sit on my lot and maybe i can't sell them so yeah. i'll just have few you know there'll be three different kind i'll get a couple of high end and then maybe one medium or low end and with different features and just figure well you know when these three sell i'll just get another three so i'm saving all that money from having to buy those cars those cars sitting on my, on my lot that's what i think but if you're, if you're the end user, the buyer, it really is clear that you can't get it at the moment. Now, I did find a car that was in Gilroy, which is like four. Ugh. Do I really want to drive the Gilroy 
you know, wow. make a whole day trip to get a stupid car. And I just, I'm not going to do it. I, I, so anyway, the short answer is I'm just going to wait. Have you looked on like any of those cars like Carvana or anything that you build the car and they find it and ship it to you? Like it's, you're not even dealing I, with the salesperson. I did. So I've looked at, there's a couple little um, places like that. And um, the same thing. They'll just say, well, we don't have that one. So we'll wow. notify you. Yeah, we'll notify you. And they have really good used cars. So I, I may go that route as well because they, they'll have, they'll literally have the car. Like, here's the car. And they, you know, they certify them and all this kind of BS. So I'm thinking about that as well. But I, like, I haven't bought a new car in seven years. And it's yeah. just, it's, I didn't know it would be so hard to get one, to tell the like, truth. Like, it's, daunting. it's sort of Yeah. Hard. Yeah, and then you know what, and th and that's just the back end part. But you know, I, we talked last week about the sales part and how that was a bad experience. But I was thinking of something else. So I went with Ellie to she went to get a man or a, a manicure. So so I went with her, and uh, me and my daughter Leah went with her. We were just sitting in the shop, and so we walk into the shop, and no lie, the entire shop stopped working. It was like the record stopped, and everybody looked at me. I was like the only black guy within ten miles of the shop. So it was like okay. So I had a seat and then, so we sat there probably about an hour and a half or so. And my daughter, my daughter's, you know, grown up. And so upon reflection, I thought, you know what? Cause I'm always thinking these things. No one in the shop asked my daughter if she wanted any work done. And I know wow. it's like, I know it's like appointment only or anything, but at the same time I thought, or even me, cause I could get a manicure and pedicure. And because she, because uh, LN was getting her nails done, um, a new set of nails. I don't know how you say that, but a new set of uh, nails. And I just thought, you know, we sat there an hour and a half and nobody, like nobody said a word about anything. And I just thought, wow, that was a great sales opportunity. They could have wrote my daughter in there if nothing else to start getting her, you know, regular manicures or pedicures or something like that. Yeah. But right. So I thought about how, you know, there are a lot of salespeople who, or people who may not consider themselves sales, and they are, and they just don't do it. So I got you one more example. So there's a new um, gym, health club, a city sports is called. It's open right around the corner from where we live, and they have it's been built brand new, and they have had a person stationed outside the supermarket for the past three months, right, just signing up people and stuff like that. And I stopped at that sign-up place three times. And then they also have a, um, a trailer right outside the actual gym. And you can go in and get information, talk to people, and, you know, and sign up. And I went into the, tra the trailer once. And I, went to, I stopped at the people outside the supermarket three times. And no one ever asked me for a sale. What? Not once. No one ever said, sign up. Or what are you looking for? Can we, do you have a family? Are you nearby? We have these great, nothing, never even asked for the sale. Wow. And so right. the salon that I go to, they didn't ask mm -hmm. if she wanted a pedicure? No, not at all. Wow. No, not, and we, we sat there at least an hour and a half. Or even, now one good thing about it, and you know, I, I brought this up online. Was that you know how people go to you hear it often in manicure and pedicure places about you see people online, you know, Karen's or just racist people who say, I don't want, you know, I was in there and they weren't talking English and I was mad. Yes. And so I was in this place. So just just show you how you can look at things from a different perspective. Um, the the front desk lady who was a boss, like this lady is a boss at this place. I have now observed her two times, just like. She's like air traffic control, just getting things done. <laughs> and she has spoken to me like a couple of times. Hello, this kind of stuff. And every time she speaks to me, she speaks to me in English, right? Because I don't speak whatever her primary or secondary language is that's going on in, in the salon. And I always appreciate, I'm always grateful that she just immediately speaks English. And in America, we, we will often have people who are upset that someone is not speaking English or speaking whatever, whatever other language it is. 
And usually it's Spanish or one of the Asian languages, right? And instead of being mad about that, I thought about how grateful I am that someone switches immediately because my dumb self doesn't speak any other languages. Yes. Right? It's so interesting how you can turn that around and be like, I'm really grateful because I do not speak, you know, any other language, period, other than English. And someone saw me and thought, you know what? This clown doesn't speak any other language and they just immediately speak English. Like, I'm so grateful for that. (laughs) So grateful considering anybody, I do not, I am in awe of people that are bilingual. Like I am just, you get to speak one, two, three languages. I'm in awe of you. I respect you. And most of the women that work in that shop, because I've been seeing the same girl now for 14 years or or so. And she, they don't, she doesn't get an, like an education goes to school to learn English. She just learns on the job. And that's that's remarkable. It's remarkable. And all of them do the same. Now, some of them might've taken a class here and there, but because the test to become a citizen is so high to get a permanent residency in the United States, uh, you know, they have to educate themselves on law and test. Uh, And so knowing English is super important, but they, they just did it at their job. Like that to me, I, I don't know how I would feel. I went to Thailand, plopped my ass in the middle of a place that my arrogant ass would think that everybody speaks English because I think it's the, you know, it's the one language everybody should know. Of course not. But you sit there and I thought to myself, if I got lost, I wouldn't even know what to say, how to talk to, any- I-, I wouldn't even know where to go. And these women, majority of them have come from Vietnam, plopped themselves down in a salon and just learned. Like that to me is admirable. That is, that is, is, is truly remarkable. Because like like you, I've been in other countries where English is not the uh, primary language. So uh, France, Spain, Portugal, and a, and a couple of the Caribbean islands. And people, you know, once they, to me, once they figured out, you know, I can speak one of the languages, even though I would have learned like, you know, one or two words or to say, I don't speak this language. I've never had anyone um, huff and puff away and be angry at me. They've just said, oh, okay, I'll just speak English to you. Because you obviously you're, you know, you're a dumb American. And that's really nice. It's, it's just so odd that, you know, there's this whole trope, this thing in America about people being mad that someone isn't speaking English. And it just made me really reflect to think it's really nice when someone just speaks English because they can. They can speak multiple languages. That should be yes. something like you just said. That should be celebrated. Like, oh my God, thank you. Because I have no idea what's happening. Right. I have nothing. <laughs> and when people say you're in the United States, you should learn English. That that nobody, when I went to another country and I've been to a few, no one's ever said, You're coming to my country, you should learn my language. <laughs> no one's ever said that. Right. And you know what? And I thought I would get that in France. Cause you know, you have this stereotype that the French are like are like sort of like Americans with their language. They love the French language and they expect you to speak it. And I found when I was and I was in Paris and Versailles that and I learned to say I I do not speak French. I only speak English. I'm very sorry. Like something like that. And every time the person did that thing where you go, oh, that's okay. Don't it, I'm sorry. Don't apologize. Let me speak to you in English. And it was always a very nice conversation process yes it was yeah i never i never got anything bad from that and you know what i think that's what it should be like and it it was very nice yeah not here people automatically say go back to your country because you're not speaking (laughs) fuck is wrong with people oh my god so sir i have speaking of other countries i have been watching this show that i don't want to end and i know it's going to it's called lioness Oh, I have not started it. How is it? Oh, my God. It is pure genius, really great acting. It is just uh, Nicole Kidman, Zoe. um, uh, She was in Avatar. Yeah, she was the lead in Avatar. Um, Zoe, I always want to call her Kravitz. I always want to call her Kravitz, but it's not. Zoe, Zoe, Zoe Zaldana. Yes, 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 yes. So good. I mean, it is on the edge of your seat. It's good storyline. 
storylines within there. They keep it moving. It's not just focused on one case. It is about a group of lions. It's the lioness, which is a, um, I don't know, secret agent team. That's their, that's their team name. Um, and so they are usually put on missions to stop terrorism. So, so fucking good. And it's only eight episodes. I'm on episode, I think I'm starting episode six. It is really, really good. So I, yeah, get on that as soon as you possibly can, because. Okay. What else, okay. I've got that. What else you watching? Um, of course, my big brother has been doing really, really good. It's the 25th uh, season of Big Brother, which is insane. So, of course, all the housewives. Um, I did not talk about last week, but I finished the show called um, Godless. And let me tell you, it was pure, G- another great one. So this was a, this was a Netflix show. Done, and sorry, um, Lioness is on Paramount Plus. This okay. Godless was uh, it's on Netflix, and it was a show from 2017. And I kept seeing it pop up places, you know, the, those people that review on TikTok or Instagram that say, "Here are the top ten shows that you haven't seen." And Godless right. kept coming up on all of them, and. You will not be disappointed. I think it's like six episodes, maybe seven. It's only one season. It's a limited series. And I will tell you, it is really, it's a show that you shouldn't miss. It's so good. Um, so I finished that last week, which is, which was, which was really good. And then of course, um, I think I didn't start, I know the morning show came back, so I have not watched that. That's, uh, that's getting ready to be watched. Um, I'm excited because I think The Boys comes back in November, but I also saw a trailer for the same creators that do The Boys. It's called The Juniors or something, and it's like the college version of where these are created. That's going to be on Amazon Prime, so I'm super excited about that. Um, But I also... I know we watch, I watch all my reality shows, you know, Real Housewives, Orange County, Salt Lake City, Atlanta. Um, But I, I also been putting on my radar, the shows to watch. And there's another show called unseen on Netflix. I'm not sure if you've heard about, it's an African woman um, that she has to make ends meet. Her husband goes to jail and she has to make ends meet. And the house that she's cleaning, she has to leave early. The lady doesn't want her to, but she goes to pick up her husband from prison. And when she gets there, they're like, your husband was picked up by his sister earlier in the day. And I guess things just start from there. So that's another show that I hear is highly unrated. I've also been seeing on my For You page, all these psychological thrillers. I, I am, I like. I don't like horror, but I like psychological stuff, like stuff that if you've ever watched Behind Her Eyes, I think you did. I'm not going to. Oh, yeah, that was so good. That was a psychological. To this day, I probably think about that show (laughs) once a month, like literally how it ends. You just say, oh, my fucking God. Like it It is so good. So good. So I, I I saw a list of all these psychological thrillers that I think I'll I'll put on my radar. But I got a little. I gave you a sprinkle of what I did watch and what I'm planning on watching. And what 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 streaming is unseen on? Unseen is on Netflix. Okay, cool. That's a good list. Yeah, that's a good list, and I I'm gonna look at more of these psychological thrillers to see. There was one called The Platform. I don't know if anybody. That's really heard. good. Oh, I you've seen that. it. Okay. Yeah, it's really good. It's 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 bonkers. Like that is bonkers. As a matter of fact, I saw it. I think I saw it twice. What? Yes, I watched that. That's one of the rare series I watched twice. I wanted to see, like, what the heck was really happening. It is. It's it's a little bit disturbing, but it's good. Yes, about class yeah. and like how upper and middle class and lower class in prison because it's really about how you get fed. Yes, it it will blow your mind. I, okay, so I, that's going to be added to my psychological thriller. But before you go into what you're watching, mm-hmm. I just want to talk quickly on the trend of women asking men in their lives, boyfriend, husband, friend. The trend is how many times, how often 
do you think about the Roman Empire? <laughs> that is so funny. So um, I don't know if you've asked anybody else this, but let me, I hope that you've heard this before. I fucking hate the Roman Empire. <laughs> like, shock me. Like with a passion. I'll tell you why. Because um, uh, American schooling is obsessed with the Roman Empire, obsessed with it. And so even when I was in school, like, I think we started studying the Roman Empire probably, I don't know, 8th, 9th, 10th, 11th, I don't know when it was. And I immediately hated it because people are obsessed with it. So I, I never think about it, but whenever it comes up, I always go, you know what, that's boring, boring. Like there are a thousand ancient empires that we could study, but America's fixated on on the Roman Empire, and it's so funny you ask me because my daughter just brought it up. Like, say it, it popped up in her class recently, or or maybe LN it popped up in her class or something like that. And I just said, okay, you know what? It's not that you can't learn anything, and it's it's really cool history and blah 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 blah. But there was a whole lot of other people alive back then, not just them. So give me a break, like so, change the channel. Yeah, your one friend I asked. And he said, you don't understand the parallels between them and us. And oh my God. I, I said, what? 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 And I said, answer the question. He's like, once a month at least. Oh, my God. Well, you know what? I, so I would say, I would say um, it's very similar to the Kardashians. So their, their TV show where yes. I never, I, I. Everything I learn about it and hear, whenever I hear about it, it's all involuntarily. It just pops up somewhere. Like I never practically think about this stupid Roman Empire ever. Well, ever. and but if like, you want to know like, the, but like I was watching Star, like the, the classic Star Trek. They go back in time and they go back to the Roman Empire, <laughs> right? So any any time any time in like in in the genre of fantasy or sci fi, whether it's a movie or book or TV series. And there's any time traveling because it's all just like the same eight guys that write all these stories and stuff. They always somehow get to the Roman Empire. Always. They're addicted to it. And the equivalent, if you're wondering, if you were to ask me what the equivalent of the question of Roman Empire, you can replace that for women is murder. (laughs) (laughs) So... How many times do women, if you were to ask me how many times do you think about murder, I would probably say two or three times a day. <laughs> hey, hey, you know what? Well, you know what's funny? So we were going to sleep one night. And I, to calm my mind when I go to sleep, I listen to Science Talk by Dr. Neil deGrasse Tyson, right? Wow, Neil Tyson okay. deGrasse, right? Just like random science talk. Or sometimes, you know, um, Maybe I might listen to some mystery kind of stuff that's like sci-fi fantasy, but Elian wants to listen to murder podcasts. <laughs> See, right, like like absolute murder. And we were listening to one one night. Was she? It was just on. We were going to sleep, and they got into dismemberment and stuff. And I was like, "Oh come on, I ain't listening to this. Trying to go to sleep." <laughs> <laughs> but there's a level. There's okay. There's levels of um, levels of murder. So one is, will I be murdered if I walk to my car alone? Two, <laughs> who who is any of these houses that I walk by is somebody being murdered? And three is, um, it, I already said the, the murder. I want to murder somebody. <laughs> <laughs> the three levels of murder thinking, man. That is. That is funny. I thought some of it is sort of it's a very sad thing. You got to think about: Am I going to be murdered? Like that's a real that's a real fear. But yeah, I I, ne- I never think of that. I never think of that. That's funny, and I never voluntarily think of the Roman Empire until someone brings <laughs> okay, it up. Okay, so good. But so if nice. you were to ask me, hey, or ask any woman in your life, how often do you think about murder? I'd love to hear their opinion. So ask <laughs> ask Ilian at some point. Ask okay, I'm people, ask. ask Katya. Ask anybody. So. Uh, now, ask. now, what have you been watching? I know we're ta- we're getting up down to the wire again. Okay, so I started watching uh, on Apple Plus a new series called The Changeling, okay. and it's sort of like a really creepy. I've, I've only watched two episodes, and it's the, the narration says, "Here's a fairy tale we're going to tell you." So, 
it's very creepy. It's spooky, creepy. It's sort of a thriller, but it's I think it might be horror. I think it's going into horror. So that's on that's on Apple Plus. Okay. Um I I I am caught up on Ahsoka from Disney Plus, and she is a um it's a it's one of the Star Wars series, and she was the um the apprentice of Anakin Skywalker, and Anakin Skywalker is the one that became Darth Vader. And okay. so we we get to follow her story, and it's very good. Um, I am watching. I just finished watching The Flash on HBO. I heard it's, it's awful. A, it's a terrible movie. Like it's terrible. And That's what I heard. Yeah, it, it's it's really bad. And I am obligated as a lifelong comic book superhero consumer. I will watch every superhero movie, no matter how bad they're going to be. And the Flash is bad. Now there are there are some very fun and cool parts to the movie that you know that maybe it's a two and a half hour movie, so maybe about thirty minutes are pretty cool, and the rest That's is just sad. yeah, the rest is absolute trash. Um, we just finished the three of us finished the Netflix series season five of Glow Up. Okay. And the makeup show, it's like it's more than makeup because it's makeup and special effects kind of makeup. Yeah. And it's set in England. And so it's I think it's eight episodes. So we saw it to, to its conclusion. And I don't know if it was the best season out of all five seasons. Oh. Um, but it, you know, it's it's mindless, easy TV that goes by really fast, you know. Okay. Um, and then I think the only other thing I'm watching is um, uh, two other things. One, America's Got Talent was almost to the finale. But nobody is from America. It's the weirdest thing. <laughs> That's so crazy to me. Right, right. And not only are none of the, fi- the, the final people from America, none of the judges are. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's Simon who's English. It's Sofia Vergara who's from Colombia. And it's um, Howie Mandel is from Canada. <laughs> and Heidi Klum is from like Germany. Oh, Heidi Klum from Switzerland. Oh, you know what? I take it back. Terry Crews is American. He's like okay. the, the, okay. the talking. You know? So there is one. But yeah, so we're watching that. And then we're watching, we just finished also a long season of American Ninja Warrior. Remember that show? Yeah, that's good, huh? Yeah, so we hadn't watched it in a long time. We thought, you know, let's dive back in. And what we discovered was that when you get down to the finals, like the final, like it was probably like 12 or 16, half of them were between 15 and 18 years old. Damn. So they limit all the old folks. Yeah. yeah, And, and a lot of the old celebrity people who have been doing it for years, you know, the well-known names and they're still doing it and they still get to the finals, but they couldn't beat those, the, the young folks. And so you get to the find the very end of it. One of the guys who had, at, when you get to stage four, you just have to climb this like eighty foot rope or something, and you have to do it in thirty seconds. And yeah. la- I think two years ago, he he got there like point three seconds late. And if, if you get there, you win a million dollars. And a so. A million dollars. He retrained and they just start flying. They go, ready, set, go. You got 30 seconds. You got to haul it up that rope. And he retrained and he did it. He he punched the button with about, I think about maybe three seconds to spare. And so, yeah. And there was one, and this guy is, I think he's 29. And he he won all these stages. He was really good over the past like ten years or something. And there was just one kid left, and he I think he was seventeen, maybe eight, somewhere between seventeen, eighteen. And he did it. He beat the guy's time. Wow! So he won the million, and the guy won a hundred thousand. That's and great. I mean, that's intense. crazy, right? And what's significant, Jim? The kid was born. Um, with a um, what's I now I can't remember. What's the he was born with the disease where you have to wear braces on your legs? Oh, scoliosis to, or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it if it wasn't scoliosis, it was something like that. 
where they didn't know if he would ever be able to walk. They had to stretch yeah. his muscles. Yeah, or wow. MS or something like that. Yeah, and and he just started training for this, and he still gets physical therapy for his legs to keep his muscles stretched because he doesn't, because his whatever that disease is. And that kid won. He won a million dollars. Damn. What? Those yeah, they so, make those they make those look so easy. They do. So it, that all the seasons are streaming on Peacock, and it's it's pretty pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> yep. So yeah. So let's like we hit our hour. It was a yep. great week. The weather is cooling down. We're only in the mid eighties every day. It's fantastic. It's getting there. I'm enjoying it, but you know, got to make sure. Based on how we started this podcast, gotta make sure you watch your electricity bill uh, with PG&E and anybody down in San Diego. I mean, it's all California, but we will put the in the show notes. We'll put the link. I'm sending that off to Myra now so that Ilian can put it there. If you want to have your voices heard, make it happen, Captain. And as always, sir, I love catching up with you. Yeah, ditto. And to our listeners, thanks for being listeners rate us review us share us put us on auto download and see you again next week peace out Bye. love this podcast be sure to like subscribe and leave a review visit the episode description to find out how you can connect with the hosts on social media Voice Memos is a production of Dear Dean Publishing. All rights and trademarks reserved. No portion of this podcast shall be reproduced commercially without consent.